0: Father, I thank you so much for your spirit, your leading, your guidance, Father, that we would always remember and always hear your voice and respond to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, you may be seated. I um, just got something to tell you. Your notes aren't any good today. Well, I'm standing there, and the Lord just changed the sermon just like that. So, we have to listen to Him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and not do what we want to do. And and um, so I, I have notes that I've done this years, several years ago. But and it, you can blame it on Darren if you don't have the notes. But no, not really. God. Sometimes God just changes. It. And this whole thing of fear just started. Like I'm standing there, and I'm like, oh man. And God's like. I really God's just like pumping it in me, pumping it in my spirit, and um, so you can save those notes till next week. um, Good Lord willing, if He doesn't change. Uh, And then this last song talked about the evidence and uh, the fear that's relinquished and, and let go of. And you know what? The title of this sermon, when I did it before, was called "Fear Factor." And you know, most of you that's been around here a long time know. The definition I like of fear and it's false evidence against reality. Amen. And most of the time, you know, fear is not based always on, 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 on um, real stuff. You know how that, you know, fear a lot. Of time, most of the time is based on thoughts. It's based on what somebody said. It's based on something in the past. It's based on um. The circumstance where you're at. And, you know, I am. Um, I'm going to be reading, and I'm going to read it right this second just so they'll know. Uh, Hebrews 2 14 and 15 in the King James Version. I'll be reading this scripture in a moment um, because I didn't send them any notes real quick, and that's fine. I am. Um, you know think about all the times that i've been in fear and sometimes you know i've been in a place where i was in let me just give you an example and i've given you i don't know if i've ever used this example before but we were at my fam my family we were at the beach on vacation and we were staying in a different house than we had normally been staying in we were and i am i am um, I don't know if I got up and went to the bathroom. I was sleeping in the den because we had a lot of people, and I just slept on the couch. And I would come out, and I would get over there, and I, it's like, somebody's in my bed. And I'm like, who's on the couch? And all I could see was like this stomach with a T-shirt on. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And I was sober, I promise you this was... So I get over there, and I, I, this is what I did. I'm like, because I was going, and I knew it wasn't anybody. I didn't hear anybody get up, so I, I figured it wasn't anybody in the house. didn't know. So I'm sneaking, and I'm sneaking, and I'm sweating already. Because like whoever it is might just jump up and grab me. It was just a weird thing. I was a teenager, I think, close to it anyway. And so I finally get there, and I punch the stomach. And then all I went, you got to be kidding me. It was my pillow. There was just enough light coming through the window to shine on that pillow, and it looked like somebody's stomach. And in my mind, as I walked over there, it was moving like breathing, and I'm like... And it was just my pillow. I felt, I'm glad nobody else saw that. Now I'm telling you. But <laughs> I'm feeling like... Oh, man. But you ever been in that situation where it's like. Because see, it's things that take us by surprise sometimes that make us fear. Right? It's things that kind of grab hold to us. And the enemy loves to make you fear. You know, people that accept Christ, they know what it says, they know what it works, and they fear for years until I knew better and I actually knew the word. I thought at any time I could sin and I'd die and go to hell. I mean, that's what I thought. I wasn't assured of my salvation. Even though, how many times did I sing Blessed Assurance? So, so what we have to do is realize that fear is most of, is false evidence against reality it's fear against that let me read Hebrews the second chapter two. Four, verses 14 and 15 said says so far as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also likewise took part of the same this is talking about Jesus that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death and it says, that is the devil. So Jesus came to destroy that. Amen? Jesus came to destroy the fear of death and deliver them who through fear of death were all, were their lifetime subject to bondage. So he came to destroy the fear of death. And most Fears are based in the fear of death. Did you know? Did you, have you ever thought about that? You know, some people can't even get out on 485 because I might get in an accident. Something might happen. So he said to destroy. Let me give you a definition it means to paralyze, completely render helpless, to completely put out of business. And leave him with nothing. This is the out of the, the, the Greek. This is what this destroy means. You know what paralyzed means? It means you can't move. Um, completely render help, render helpless. And anything the enemy speaks in your ear is a lie. And it's not based in life. It's based in what death, fear. It Used to be a show called Fear Factor. People did all kinds of crazy stuff. They ate all kinds of roaches, and it was—I don't know if you ever watched that, but it was crazy. Peggy wouldn't watch it most of the time. She didn't like those little things. You know, she doesn't like creepy crawly things. Did you know that? So to destroy—that's what Satan is out to destroy not only our lives, and if he could, he can't take away from us what Jesus did for us. You can rest assured in that, amen? No matter what happens to you in life, if you walk out that door and never breathe a breath on this earth again, guess what? You're going to be with Jesus if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's a guarantee. So he can't take that away from you, but he would love to take away today your peace, your assurance In Jesus. He wants to make you fear. If you live your life in fear, you'll never do anything. Anything. Through death, He, Jesus, might destroy Him, the devil, and paralyze Him, the devil that had the power of death. Through Jesus, He might destroy. Amen? Amen. Amen? You know, these. You've heard, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And that's most of the time true. Now, as Darren said, there are things that you protect yourself from. You get in the car, you put your seatbelt on, you ride down the road. You know, hopefully you're in a big car so you've got a little more protection. Some of these little cars, I'm just like, wow. But... In the Amplified, it says, since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature that by going through death he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So Jesus conquered that. And also that he might deliver and completely, this is the Amplified version, completely set free all those who through the haunting fear of death, who were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives, bring to naught and make of no effect. All sin is fear-based. Anything from the enemy is fear-based. It doesn't, when I say in fear, as I said, is fear-based, the enemy Wants to keep you in fear forever. And I'm not talking about doing going out and doing stupid things like God ain't never gonna tell you to go on top of this building and jump off. Right? That's not because God will save you. No, Jesus wouldn't even do that, right? (laughs) When the enemy said, you know what? You could just go jump off the mountain and the angels will catch you. Well, that was true, he said. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm in this fleshly body. And don't think that um, there's no fear unless you're frightened. Fear is already there. Right? And I believe that there are, we have certain of us, we have fears that we're in our lives, but we can't let that control us. Can't let fear control you. As I said again, if you do, you'll never, if I let fear control me, I'd never be, would have ever been up here, right? I would have never tried anything new. And believe you me, I've had opportunities to try something new all the time. We got ready to put this floor in back here. That was something new. Every step I've made when God told me to do something, it was something new. You know, I took a job one time, and when I took a job in Virginia, they're like, you got to know computers. I could turn it on. (laughs) That was when it was, what do you call it, monochrome screen, the black with green letters. But I had to overcome that fear of, I don't know what I'm going to do if I have to learn this thing. I mean, that was kind of in the back of my mind. I thought I was getting hired just to do, I mean, they hired me and a guy to, to, to head up an electrical, Industrial electrical company. So, you know, that's that's easy, but oh, you have to know computers because we're an engineering firm. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank God that they gave me a learning curve. You know, one of the things they did? They said, we're going to put a couple of games on your computer. I'm like, really? Yeah, that'll help your mouse skills. So, I learned, I don't know if you ever remember that little gorilla that used to throw bananas and destroy buildings. I don't know what that was. That was one of the, anybody old enough to remember that? I had fun with it. I got really good with that. So I overcame my fear of that little screen about that big sitting in front of me and learned to do a lot of things. Thank God. So I want to get across to you today that we have nothing to fear but fear itself. We have nothing to fear but the enemy God will give you the strength. If God wants you to do something, he will give you the strength. And it kind of goes online with what I was going to be speaking about. In the, your mustard seed was the name of my, and most people begin to think about money. Oh, that's talking about at all where I was going. You'll have to come back next week. 2 Timothy 1.7 in the New King James Version says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, right? But of power and of love and a sound mind. You ought to speak that over yourself every day. In the New Living, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. The Amplified says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and falling fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind, and discipline and self-control. You know what that says? He's given us the spirit, he's given us power to have love, to be calm or be at peace, to be well, have a well-balanced mind. Don't we all want a well-balanced mind? discipline and self-control. Somebody says, well, I just can't have all that. If you're a Christian, you can have all that. This is what God said. This is what the word says. You can have that. And you know what I've learned in my life? That doing certain things, you have to be able to, how can I say it? Chill. When you get ready to do something, it's really, Hard and it's really different. Don't let fear take over where you can't do it. Don't let fear take over where you can't do it. Look to Him <laughs> who gives us the power. See, God will ask us to do things that are way outside of our comfort zone. And a lot of people don't ever accomplish what they're supposed to accomplish because they don't like getting out of the comfort zone. How many of you like getting out of your comfort zone? Comfort zone. You know, I can do this. I've been doing this for 30 years, 10 years, 30 years, 20 years, whatever, and I can do it well. So don't ask me to get out of that. But God will ask you sometimes to do things that are out of your comfort zone. Believe you me. Or he has me. Maybe I'm different than everybody else, but he has asked me numerous times. Do I really have to? I mean, I've had said that before. Do I really have to do that? No? You know what? God says no. But if you want to be in my will, if you want to do what I got for you to do, if you want to accomplish that with a child, guess what? You got to do it. Yes, sir. So a fear-filled mind is not a sound mind. He says it gives you a sound mind, right? If your mind's full of fear, it's not sound. Do you know in God's word over 350 times it says fear not? Wow! It must be important, right? It must be very important. Fear not, for I'm with you. Fear not. Luke 8, 50. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. You know, this was the guy when he came and said, you know, Don't worry, don't bother with Jesus anymore. He's already, she's already gone. He said, Don't worry about it. See, he had already made that initial step to come to Jesus. And Jesus had already told him, I'm taking care of it. So in other words, he had to trust. And then you live in it, it says, but when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith and she will be healed. Have faith. Believe me. Believe what I say." you know what? Jesus in that moment, he he wasn't dealing with death. He wasn't dealing with the fact that he had to pray or prayer. He wasn't dealing with the fact that he wasn't concerned about the anointing or whatever he needed to do, whatever he did. You know what he had to deal with was the fear that was in Jairus and the other people when he got there. So he told them all to leave. Again, death is the biggest fear that anybody ever has. And a lot of fear, as I said, is based in that fear of death. And I'm not saying fear's not real. I'm not saying you come in that place and you're like... You know, I I... You know, you hear people skydiving and jumping out of planes. Well, I got a good friend who's a pilot. And I asked him about it one time, and he said, you know, I have never, ever had the urge to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Me neither. Sometimes God gives us a brain. I'm just, I don't <laughs> Now, if that plane was going down, I'd take my chances of jumping out with with a parachute on, guys. A little ripcord that I could pull or whatever. But what I'm saying is it doesn't mean to do something crazy. It means to trust God. And if God asked me to jump out of that plane, I would do it. I might be holding on to all sides. They might be pushing me and kicking the foot and shoving me out, whatever, but I would do it. I would eventually just succumb to it and go, okay, Lord, because you know what? My, my life is in his hands. My life is in his hands. And see, right now, as Darren was saying, during the offering, the, the ultimate is to put you in fear. I am know that there are, t- there are times when that thing will well up inside of you and you look at what's going on in the future around and you're like, man, how are we gonna get through this? Well, you know what? We'll get through it however we get through it. Amen. You know, when the when the Israelites turned around and saw the Pharaoh's army coming after them, they, how are we gonna get through this? Well, Moses knew. But they didn't believe him. Moses, you know, it's almost, and I know he didn't do this, but it'd be almost like Moses going, watch this, boys. <laughs> Could you imagine? You, you know what, I, be, I guarantee you there were those that, because they did say that, they didn't even want to do that. Well, you know, what if, they come on that, but what if it, the water comes in? I mean, there was all enemies wants to stop you from doing what God has called you to do in any way he can. And if that's like, look at the circumstances around you, instead of walk forward and, and listen to the man of God or whatever, listen to God's voice and go on a cross, he even dried it up for you. But you can you imagine like we do when you get to the other side of it? and you look back and you see all that swallowed up and taken care of, you're like, you know, I'm sure they ha- I would've had a shouting party. I'm sure they did. But you know what the problem is? How soon we forget. How soon we forget. Wasn't long, they were like, well, complaining. And, you know, I, I'm gonna give you three little things. Fear not, believe only, and you can. And I'm not saying you can do anything you want to do. You can do anything God's asked you to do. God has called you to do. Amen? I believe that the things God wants you to do can become what you want to do. Because I want to do whatever God has asked me to do. And you know what? Did you know when Adam was created by God, he knew nothing but God's love, right? He didn't know anything else. He didn't know anything else. Who changed his knowing of God's love to fear? The devil. Satan. The enemy. He came and said, oh, And how quickly that switched. See, the enemy wants to change your view of God from love to fear. Thank God that Jesus changed my view of God from fear to love because I always feared God. And I know God can do anything, so I'm not saying what, you know, that... I don't think he can do it. He's not omnipotent or whatever. I'm just saying that I don't fear him because of Jesus and the love that Jesus, Jesus restored that love back to us, back to Adam, back to us if we would just accept it. So, so we've got to learn to, to um, put our trust totally in him and look at God as who he is. As a loving God that loves us. And you say, well, how do you know he loves you so much? Because I know who I am, right? I know who I am and I know he's got to love me because he spared me over the years. So it's Jesus that changed our view of God from fear to love. You know, unfortunately, a lot of us in, were brought up in a church that, that only part of God they taught was fear. If you don't do this, if you don't do this, and you know you've heard me many times you say, I used to think God sat on a throne with a a lightning rod, lightning bolt thing, and there's Ray. That's Pastor Bill. He messed up. He said the wrong thing. He got mad at Peggy. Do you know that fear is Satan's number one weapon? If he can get you in fear, he can get you out of doing whatever it is that God's called you to do. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. That's what the scripture says. That's what Paul said. That's in Timothy's. So what do we, we've learned probably most, a lot of times in our life, the opposite of fear is what? Faith. You know what our number one weapon is? Faith. Faith in God. Faith in the fact that God is who he says he is. Faith in the fact that God loves us. Faith in the fact that God has a plan for us. How many people have never accomplished what God had for them to accomplish because of fear? Well, I can't do that. Well, yes, you can if God's told you you could. What if all the what if Billy Graham would have said, I ain't doing that, you know, raised up here in Charlotte a little old farm, he was just a farm boy, and guess what? If you mention Billy Graham's name, everybody almost knows who that is. All over the world. See, when you, fear just brings condemnation on you, pulls it down on you. But you know what? When you make a step towards God, you make a step away from from fear. When you repent, you make a step away from fear. Not that you ever won't do something wrong or you ever won't sin, but what do you do? You immediately what? Repent. And when you do, you're flooded with God's love. Fear, one of the things that fear does, it makes you embarrassed and makes you afraid. You know what? When you, when you do that, when you repent, when, when you go to that place, you don't, you don't fear God finding out, which you already knew, but you don't fear that anymore. He already knew it. He already knew what you do. He already knows all this. But you don't fear that. You know, and there's, there's release in repenting. There's a release in your body, in your spirit, in your mind, in your soul. When you repent, it's like, oh, even though he already knew, you're like, God knows it now. He, 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 he loves me because I'm still here. See, when, when, we learn, when we repent and when we confess, guess what? We, begin, we get rid of the effectiveness that enemy has upon your life. And you're letting him know, guess what, buddy? You were wrong. You were totally wrong. I'm gonna to go to the Old Testament and First Chronicles, and then I'm gonna be wrapping this up. So you might get out here early this morning. Don't get excited. First Chronicles 28 20 says this. And David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage and do it. I like that. Be strong of good courage and do it. Do what? Do that what you're supposed to be doing. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. So do whatever it is that God wants you to do, because he's going to be with you. Be strong, be of courage, don't be afraid. He will not leave you, nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord <laughs> he will never leave you he will never forsake you he is always there he is always within the sound of the voice of our spirit he is always listening and he's always there he's always ready You know what? He ge- he gives us strength when we don't think we have any. When you don't think you will have any. Yesterday, I, um, Kevin and myself and my brother, I mean, we worked from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock almost solid. We took a little bit out to eat, eat something and then we took off. I want to tell you something. And we were as I told you, we we're putting down a floor in his house. We put down a floor in his, his house. He wanted to change one of his floors. It had only been there about 50 or 60 years. I don't understand the reasoning for that. It was still 1970s colors orange and yellow and whatever. <laughs> it's a dream. And I'm going to tell you, when I got home, I felt like a young man. Peggy called me and said, could you do I said, Peggy, I don't know if I can do anything right this minute. You know, it's kind of like you're you're good when you're going through it, and then when you get done, your body goes. And then, you know, something over here goes. "Mm." So I didn't do anything the rest of the night. Went to bed early, got up refreshed this morning. Because, see, God gives you strength to do what he's called you to do. Now, if I hadn't have been coming to church or preaching, I might still be in the bed. Who knows? Doubt it. I wake up early, so, you know, at 4 o'clock, ding, 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 ding. My little alarm clock went off. See, God will be with you. And when it says all the work of service of the house of the Lord, in other words, I'm going to be serving the house of the Lord all my life. I don't know what capacity all my life, but I will be doing something. Whatever it is God has called you to do, you need to be faithful. You need not fear. God will always give you what you need to do what you need to do. Look down through the ages and all these that did that. In the last scripture, I'm going to read 2 Timothy 1.7 in the Amplified. And it says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving, and cringing, and fawning fear. That's a pretty good description. Right? Spirit of fear. The spirit of timidity. It's, it's a cowardice of craving, and cringing, and fawning fear. You ever had to do something you just cringed? Yeah. And I would say there are things that you can do that are in a certain vein of what you were doing, but they're different. So it causes a different feeling. Like, I I led worship for like 35 years. And then when God called me to pastor, I'm like, and I came up here. I was so nervous. I mean, I was used to people being out there, but I had a guitar in my hand. I was singing. I was praising God. And when I, you remember, and I may do that sometimes still, every once in a while. But when I first started, I was like this with my ring. One day it went flying. Does anybody remember that? Went flying across, see, rolling under the seats. And, you know, I, I was like, wow, this is so different. I mean, you know, usually people are worshiping, kind of paying attention to God, but now they're looking at me. What you got for us? It better be good. I mean, that's the kind of pressure I felt. But you know what? As I began to flow under his anointing and flowing under his spirit and doing what he said it become like you know what I'm going to say what I'm going to say and they get it or they don't I don't mean that bad I mean you know they'll absorb it some of them won't get it till next week some of them will get it this week some of them won't ever get it because they slept through the I'm just kidding you know it's, it's, it's harder with a small crowd not to sleep It's a big crowd, you know, you can get away with it because you can get behind somebody. (laughs) What I want to say to you this morning is God has not given you a spirit of fear. No matter what happens, no matter how it turns out, God will give you what you need to go through what's going on. Amen? Amen. He will give you what you need. He's already given it to you. You just got to pull on it. You got to stay in God's word. You got to read his word. You got to focus in on him. You know, there are things that have happened in my life recently that could have struck fear in me so hard that I would have given up. See, that's another thing fear will do. It will make you give up. But I never gave up. Let's stand. Over the last month, a month and a half, there have been a couple of things that really rock my world. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was attacked in one area that just like, I mean, I was speechless. There was the enemy trying to destroy loved ones. But guess what? We're on the other side of that now. Amen? We're on the other side of that now. So I want to tell you this morning how much God loves you this morning and how much he wants to destroy that fear. And I wanna tell you this, you, you, can, you can say, well, you know, I got through this, and I'm going through this. And you know what, if the only time you reach out to God is when you're in that place, you're in trouble. Because if you wait until it happens to try to, well, let me get in the Bible, let me go to church, let me do this, let me do this, let me figure this out, let me figure this out. It's gonna happen happening over and over and over. And when you come to that place, you won't have the strength you need. Because you know what? You need to be able to start thwarting it the minute it happens. There are certain things that are put into place to protect you from that. You know, there are things that are done in the natural uh, electricity. There are things that are put in place to keep you from getting hurt or killed. that can detect something going on that quick and stop it. We ought to be able to detect something in the Spirit that quick and stop it. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you this morning that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind a mind that is towards you, a mind that knows who you are, a mind that knows your word and is renewed by your word. And when things come our way, we're able to stand strong, set our feet in, in place and say, I will not be moved. I will not fear. I will not be knocked down. And I am here to accomplish what God has called me to do. And I will do that. I will not stop. Your love is relentless toward me and my love is relentless toward you. So Father, I pray for all those within the sound of my voice that you begin to change their hearts, begin to touch, begin to show them how they don't have to fear. And Father, I thank you and praise you for this day. I thank you for every person Lord Jesus, today, I pray for those that are sick. I pray for those in the hospital. I pray for those, Lord, who are at home and they're, not, they're sick and not feeling well. I will, in Jesus' name, just rise up. Begin to stand on what you've known. There's some of you that ha- out there that have known what God has to say and you have pulled away from that and God wants you to know that, that and because of that, you have lost some progress that you made. And he is saying right now, Begin to focus on me again. Begin to set your eyes on me, your heart, your mind. Begin to get into my word. Begin to change this and begin to hear what I have to say to you and rise up. Come to that place and go further. Father, I thank you and praise you today that you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of Lords, And Father, I just give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. And I was going to say right now, those of you are sitting, maybe you're sitting at home and you're in fear, get out of that fear. Don't allow the enemy to destroy you. Thank you, Father God. Lord, I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor in Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we can hear your voice and we listen to you, Father, and we obey you, Father. And I give you all the praise. May your people be blessed today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah.